Shri Guri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Sri Goradha Madhava Ki Jai Shri Garadhar Pandi Ravibhav Mahamotsubhati Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Haribo Shri Garadhar Pandit Ki Jai So we meet on the evening of the day commemorating the appearance of Garadhar Pandit and so to speak a little bit about Gadadhar Pandit this evening would be in order. And of course, such discussions are very uh, relevant and pertinent to our, our progress. As we progress in our devotion to Krishna, we will become acquainted with that which is associated with Krishna without which Krishna is not um, is non-existent. In simple language, Prabhupada used to say, Krishna is never alone. It means that love of Krishna corresponds with Krishna. Simply put, if you have perfect object of love, then you require perfect love for it to be the perfect object of love. So the devotee represents the perfect love and in different moods, as we know. Hmm? And Krishna, the perfect object of love, so the two, they go together. Hmm? So as we enter into the leelas of Vrindavan, the leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Navadvip, hmm? corresponding leelas and so forth, if we're getting real acquaintance with Krishna, real acquaintance with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the ways in which this will show is that we will find ourselves developing an affinity for those who are associated with Krishna. Nanda, Jishoda, Sridham, Subal, all the inhabitants, the Lita Vishaka, so forth, and all the associates at the same time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Parikars, those who embody certain uh, bhavas, certain moods of devotion, and exemplify them uh, as uh, as uh, as the way, so to speak. Hmm? Rag bhakti means to follow those who have rag. Rag means attachment here to Krishna. So those who have inborn attachment to Krishna, these are Krishna's associates. Hmm? To follow in their footsteps, so to speak, as they appear to us through the Guru Parampara, the window of opportunity that comes to us through the Guru Parampara. So, point is, again, to be emphasized that that, um, that acquaintance with, familiarity with, some liking for, some interest in the associates of Krishna, this is evidence of real affinity for, acquaintance with, liking for Krishna. You cannot have liking for Krishna without liking for the parikarva, the associate, the parshadas of, Ch- of Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We sing this song in the evening, Sachinandan Vandanam, Jaya Sachinandan Suramuni Vandan, Babubaya Kandana, Jaya He. This is written by Pujapad Bhakti Rakshak Sudadev Goswami Maharaj from this Mount in Navadweep. Welcome. Please be comfortable. And, um, as you have 
may have noticed, hopefully, is full of mention. It consists really of mention of the different associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nityananda, Gadadhar, Dvita, Chandrasekhar, Lakshmi Priya, Vishnu Priya, Murari, Mukunda, so on and so forth. Once the devotion of the Indian uh, mystic Mirabai was um, brought up in Pujapat Chidamarsh's presence. Mirabai is a, is a, uh, a uh, lady who seemed to express a lot of devotion for Krishna. Hmm. And uh, she had written a number of poems and so forth. And she was a contemporary of the Vrindavan Goswamis, who were the were the empowered associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write about him, explain what his ecstasy constituted, and 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 show the path to pursue it to its logical conclusion or beyond logical <laughs> conclusion. Uh, it's met the method to the, to the madness, if you will, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, um, but we don't find her um, intermingling with, uh, with such empowered uh, persons, neither any mention of Chaitanya Dev in her writings, neither mention of any of the associates of Krishna, just her and Krishna, her and Krishna kind of idea. So, Pujapachita Marsha is explaining this is evidence of the lack of familiarity with Brajendananda and Krishna, actually. Although any preoccupation with Krishna of any kind can cause wonderful effects. Hmm. The effect that we want, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was given, hmm, that will show up in the ways in which I'm explaining. It doesn't show up in her devotion, so we can kind of scientifically, if you will, methodologically, this kind of spiritual methodology, understand this way the position of Mirabai is, is different in a different position. Some give her only acquaintance with Nirvishesh Brahma. Some are more generous in reason that she her her bhakti is some rag mixed with Vaidhi, so she went to Dwarka like a queen. Hmm. But she doesn't enter the Braj Leela and there's there's no as I say, mention of all that is dear to Krishna in, in the Braj Leela, all of his associates that that he corresponds with. Hmm? So it's a nice analysis, if you will. Hmm? And uh, his song, one of his songs that we sing, this, She's Such an Undermund, is full of a description of all of the parikars, or a number of them, principal associates of Mahaprabhu, and it ends, it ends glorifying the, his god-brothers, god-sisters, who are all the associates of his guru, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So you see his mentality here. Hmm? And it's very telling. Hmm? Um, and this, we hope, by seeing such a prayer, will come within us. The Kanishta, the neophyte, is um, characterized by having some devotion for Krishna, but uh, lacking in devotion for appreciation of the devotees of Krishna. Hmm? 
in whom arguably Krishna is more more present, for example, than he is in the deity. I've often said, why do we bow before the deity? Because some, some devotee has told us, well, this is Krishna. He should bow down. So obviously that Krishna is in that devotee's heart. Hmm? And we can attain Krishna, learn about Krishna through <coughs> such a devotee, through his or her love for Krishna, where Krishna is fully uh, present. So, this uh, idea, it, it, it plays itself out in other ways as well. For example, we want to worship the Guru. We'll do whatever Gurudev says. But if so-and-so says, I give him a hard time, I show, I show some resistance. <coughs> Can you do this for Well, Why don't you do it? Something like that. So this is, this is not a sign of advancement. This is the same phenomenon, you understand, manifesting in a slightly nuanced fashion. Hmm? There are those who, for example, in a mission, we have a mission, for example, those who take responsibility, who have, um, who can wake me up at any time of the night, day or night, and I'm there, yes, because I know they're doing responsible service for the mission hmm? that I'm a servant of. So... So they have a lot of things on their mind. They say, you do this, do that. And you go, well, why don't you do it? You know, yes, you have to grow and expand, come out of your a neophyte type of orientation. Mm. And this is an example, and, 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 and Pujapad Sridhar shows this in the song by, you know, he's, you know, okay, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, then he's, at the end, he's glorifying even the associates of Bhakti Siddhanta who were in the mission, who were, all of them, really, hmm? all the disciples. So you can, you can see how he was thinking. This is, a, this is really the, uh, uh, the symptom of Vaishnavism. He once told me that Vaishnavism is indirect. Ours is the fifth place. First there is Krishna, then Krishna Das, means servant of Krishna. Then there's the Das of Krishna Das, hmm. who's the servant of Krishna. Then Das, Das, Anudas, we say. Krishna, Das, Das, Anudas. The servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna. That's four. And three servants of servants of servants. And ours is the fifth position, he said. Just to emphasize this point. And then to further uh, underscore the point that might be appreciated, of course he pointed out that Vaishnavism is indirect. It means that in the apparent indirect approach, the direct contact will be made. Hmm? It's very backward in that way. What it looks like I'm only serving the servant of the servant of the servant. The more you go down the ladder, the closer you're getting to Krishna, actually. Hmm? Hmm. The more you have that, that can cultivate that kind of serving disposition and so forth. Hmm? So that's the mystery, you see. Hmm? Uh, I've told you before how once Sridhar Marsh told me that if you want to understand Vrindavan, 
go to the Howrah train station in Calcutta. Now, what kind of answer is that? His advice is that the train station in Calcutta is is packed with people. I mean, um, you know, they don't uh, trains is a more com- trains are a more common uh, mode of conveyance in India than they are today in America. Everybody has a car and so forth. So anyway, the, the train station is packed there in Calcutta, and as soon as the train stops, like 10,000 people are trying to get in the door. <laughs> so he said, you go to the Cal- horror station in Calcutta and observe it, and then think, if it was reversed, and the train pulled up, and everybody said, you first, no, you first, no, no you first. So this is Brindavan, like that. <laughs> So I've often said, I mean, in, 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 in often in modern society, it's said that if you, you have to step on other people's heads to get ahead. Hmm? You might have heard the, the term. And our idea is that have your head stepped on to get ahead. So we're always putting our head on the ground, trying to get the dust of the feet of the devotees, something like that. Hmm? Even their feet dust is precious, as what to speak of everything else about them. Something like that. Hmm. So, amongst the party cars, anyway, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, and this again, we, we become acquainted with the name of Krishna, and from the name, eventually the rupa means we, we chant the name. We begin to see the form of Krishna as, as real, not as a statue. Hmm. Hmm. We get to start to get a spiritual eye. Hmm. So with real and a lot living devotion, we are offering things and so forth. So the name, the rupa, the guna, the qualities of Krishna, the associates of Krishna, and the leela of Krishna. This is really a characteristic of the madhyama, the intermediate devotee, as opposed to the kanishta, which I mentioned was lacking in regard for appreciation, understanding of the, 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 the manifestation of divinity, substantial as it is, in the form of the devotees. Hmm. And so conversely, the madhyam, the intermediate um, level of devotee and, and realizer, is, um, um, is uh, characterized in this way by uh, appreciation for the devotees, all kinds of devotees associated with them in different ways, right? Those who are superior, trying to serve. Those who are peers, sharing. Hmm? Those who are um, uh, uh, less advanced in, in giving good advice, setting a good example for, and so on and so forth. Hmm? So you see that whole madhyam stage is, is characterized with a real sense of community, of the devotees. Hmm. So, Parikar. So now here we, in the song, of course, we sing all these extraordinary associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, their names. And, and among them, of course, Kadadar Pandit, and this is his day of appearance that we're commemorating. So, some words in order as I began um, help us appreciate something about Kadadar uh, Pandit. A very important um, person, we can say the most important person in Gaur Leela. Hmm. 
but um, interestingly enough, um, not often thought of in that way because the most important person tends to recede to the background. And that's what we've been talking about. So he's a good example of what we're, uh, we, I was just explaining. Hmm. I might say, Garadapani is the most important person in Gorilila. And you might say, well, really? He's not here to be hardly mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. I mean, there's so much about Nityananda Prabhu and Advaita and, uh, and we, quite a bit about uh, other devotees, but Garadha is something, you know, very few things. And, and uh, we've heard some very We've heard he is Radha, but have we thought about that? What does that mean? Hmm? How is he Radha? When we've been told over and over again that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the bhava of Radha, what is the meaning of the bhava of Radha without Radha? Hmm. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, Sarup Damodar has said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come with the bhava and the duty, the, 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 the ecstasy, and the the complexion of Radha. But that's not all he came with. Not only that. Somebody asked me to verify that. Someone else had said, is that true? I said, what else is there? <laughs> he couldn't answer. <laughs> what else is there? But his Bhava is there. You know, his, his means he is a, a, the spiritual body in which we will serve in the Leela is a Bhava Deha. Deha means body. Deha, it's a bhava deha. It's a spiritual. Bhava means, of course, in a very broad sense, ecstasy. There are very many nuances of that ecstasy. So a person's bhava, stai bhava, that's what they are, really. So, given that fact, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to see himself from the position of Radha, who can see things in him that he can't see in himself and experience them, and that's, therefore she is the way she is. Just like completely uh, super intoxicated with Mahabhav, then Krishna's like, can't blink when he sees that. Well, what is that? It's coming from me, and it's experienced by her, and so forth. So obviously this is very central to go to your Vaishnavas and the theme comes up again and again. Hmm. And over here on the side, Gadadha Pandit is Radharani. You know, <laughs> how does that work? How can he be Radharani in Krishna Leela? Krishna comes, then Radha must come. Hmm? But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. So Radha's there, Krishna's there. Why do we need another person who's Radha? And how does that fit in? And, uh, and so forth. So, again... He's the most important person in Gaur Leela, in the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, so... Hmm. How to understand it? Well, again, he takes an apparently diminished position. Hmm. We'll go into that, but um, poetically, very poetically and very beautifully, Pujapad Sridharmarsh has um, played on the fact that the appearance of Gaudara Pandit comes in the Amavasya, and the disappearance as well. We say appearance and disappearance rather than often birth and death because birth and death imply a karmic implications forced to appear by karma and time karmic time is up 
So to change bodies and so forth, but they come for not out of karma, but out of bhava, out of ecstasy, and leave under the same influence. Such extraordinary personalities, associates of Krishna, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he played on the on the idea um, that. Radhar Pandit, to explain him, appeared in the Amavasya. Amavasya means the new moon, which is the darkest night in the, in the, in the sky. The full moon is the bright night, so bright that the stars um, are diminished by its influence. Krishna is often compared to the moon. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. He appeared on the full moon, the Purnim. Purnim means the full moon. Krishna, on the other hand, appeared on the uh, what eighth day of the the waning, the waxing moon, hmm? and right around the eighth day of the what the waning moon of the next month. So, uh, Krishna appears not on the full moon, right around appears not on the full moon. But you put them together, you get the full moon. Is the idea? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> it's very beautiful, poetic. And that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Full moon. Full moon, he appeared on the, on the night of the full moon and during the lunar eclipse. So, the shadow influence of Rahu covered the moon such that everybody was in the Ganges chanting Hare Krishna because they thought it was auspicious. Inauspicious, so to counteract the inauspiciousness. So, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, the whole world was in Bengal was chanting Hare Krishna. Hmm. And of course, he came to distribute the chanting of Krishna's names everywhere. Hmm. The Pandit appeared on the dark moon. The new moon means the dark moon. That's tonight. And he disappeared also on the dark moon in both different years. Obviously, <laughs> but uh, in, in in each new moon hmm, in the summer, hmm, and the summer is very hot in India. Very hot. I think that Brindavan, which is on the border of the uh, Rajasthani desert, has the record in the Guinness Book of Records for the hottest temperatures amongst places of the inhabited regions, something like that. I don't know if it still holds it, but hot. It gets hot there. May, June, July. Hmm. So April, May, the party's over. Hmm. And, uh, it's beautiful in the spring before that. It gets very, very hot. Hmm. So hot, burnt, uh, it, it has a poetic kind of implication, hmm. right? In the, in, the, in the freshness of the spring and the rain, there's vitality hmm? and uh, life and hope and upbeat aspirations and, and so forth, hmm? prospects. And in the heat of the desert, it's like, huh, I don't want to do anything. I've had it. I'm ex- exasperated, exhausted. Um, my, my, I'm... Um, I'm on on life, you know, preserve, preserver or something like that. Just trying to make it through, something like that. 
So he appeared on the dark moon night, the new moon, and then in the heat of the summer. And this corresponds with his person, that um, in terms of his being Radha and Krishna, in Gaurlila he is Radha, but but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, is coming to to experience the Baba of Radha, to be to become Radha. In the last verse of Shikshastakam, he may have read my commentary on it. He, this is spoken by Radha. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has now successfully accomplished what he came to accomplish. Krishna came to accomplish. He become Radha. The last verse is spoken by Radha. So. Radha Pandit, as I say, he's also Radha, so it's complex, hmm? but his, he's Radha in a very diminished, depleted condition, like the dark moon compared to the, the full moon. The full moon is also like, gives optimism, hope for love and prospect, and let's go out tonight, you know, the moon is out, very soothing and nourishing and so forth. Whereas the heat of the day in the summer, and it gets hot here in North Carolina too. You have to live at Saragrahi in another ashram in North Carolina. And then wax poetically and think of all these things. Anyway, it's, it's exhausting, right? Comparatively. So again, this, this, it implies that Ganadhar Pandit is, is drained if you will, diminished. He's Radha in an apparently diminished condition because Chaitanya Mahabharu has taken the bhav of Radha that he's constituted of. What's what's left is an empty bag, kind of. Hmm? He's empty. Now this sounds very negative, but we'll see as we go on. It, it, it speaks very highly of him as to why he is the most important person in in Gorlila. They were young uh, men, boys together, Garadha Pandit and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Garadha Pandit appeared in the world in, in, in Navadweep, maybe right around Mayapur, where is today Mayapur. And so close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's home, they went to school together. Garadha Pandit was a scholar. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as you know, was a scholar. The difference between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gadadhar Pandit in their youth, among other things, is that Gadadhar Pandit was a Vaishnav, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was pretending not to be a Vaishnav. He was pretending to be a scholar, and as I said, the importance of that Leela, of his being a scholar and, and, uh, and so forth, in one sense, is to show the the limitations of knowledge, knowledge for its own sake. It's thought to be virtuous. It is, if we, you know, we knowledge for its own sake. But um, knowledge is ultimately will be valued in terms of its practical effect. So again, the kind of knowledge that informs the perfect action by which we become perfectly happy can be termed perfect knowledge, and that way love and knowledge, love becomes the highest knowledge, which is the teaching of the Gita, of course, manmana bhavamad bhakto. This is the highest knowledge, Rajavidyam, to become a devotee, to love Krishna. Loving is 
pregnant with the kind of knowing that, that leaves you without having to know anything else, something like that. So, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took knowledge that is so much um, coveted in the world. It's coveted because the ignorance corresponds with bondage. Knowledge corresponds with freedom. You've seen sometimes in the universities they have that maxim, knowledge will set you free. And that, you know, it works out on so many levels. Like if you go to college, you get an education, then you can work for the same amount of hours as somebody else but make more money. So you're freer. Uh, just even within the relative uh, sense of the idea of freedom within the world, knowledge is uh, affords freedom. We are a unit of knowledge, as a unit of consciousness, luminous, self-luminous. Attaining <coughs> uh, realization of that sets you free. But free to do what? So to love that is that is a higher thing. So anyway, he showed the futility of knowledge. You can take knowledge logic. He took turned it in so many different ways. And like I said, he made like like used it like Plato to turn it into. Now it's a horse. Now it's a cow. Now it's a like this. Yeah, dispensed with it and showed that bhakti devotion. Well, he ultimately he did because he then he changed and suddenly manifested himself as a Vaishnav. And another opponent was so pleased. Now he's become a Vaishnav. But in their youth, they differed in this way and in another way also. They differed in that, again, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu first did not appear like a Vaishnav. And that other pundit was a Vaishnav from birth, very devoted and a scholar, pundit. He was given the title pundit, which means a learned person. And uh, they also differed in, in disposition. Hmm? And this addresses more substantially the person of Radhar. Um, then that is a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had a very outgoing and uh, a type of, uh, how would you say it, disposition. Hmm? Very outgoing and very um, kind of affectionately aggressive, if you will. Uh, making points and challenging and so forth in debates and so on. Gadadhar Pandit, by contrast, is very timid and shy. Hmm? Hmm. And this timidity, the shyness uh, of Gadadhar Pandit, is further illustrating the diminished position that he holds as Radha. Radha in a diminished position. It sounds bad. But as we'll see, it's good. Hmm? It's good given the circumstance. Hmm? The circumstance is what? This is Gaur Leela, not Krishna Leela. It's Krishna as Gaur, but he has a different Leela. So they are different, he has a different mood. Hmm? In Krishna Leela, he's the enjoyer. In Gaur Leela, he's trying to become like Radha, be the, be the experience himself from the point of view of the devotee which is a way of saying the devotee's perspective is better. Even God wants to be the devotee of himself. He thinks that's very extraordinary. Some people want to be God. God wants to be a devotee. <laughs> and he's a little, he'll be a little smart here. 
what is the best position. Because we all think, oh, to be a devotee, better to be this, be the one who gets the devotion. Right? No, that's not what he thinks. So, he's in a very different mood. So, understandably, if Radha is to appear there next to him, she will be attentive to his mood and conduct herself uh, accordingly. Hmm? I mentioned that although he's the most important person in Gorlila, that he's not at the same time, uh, it's not underscored. It's a subtle point that only real acquaintance with the teaching so will we'll bring to the fore hmm? in one's consciousness. Um, we find this happened to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and he established the deities of Gaur and Gadadhar at Ingudrum, at his place of Bhajan. And later they're established, perhaps by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, at the Yoga Pit also. And also in in um, in Bangladesh, Bhaktisiddhanta established deities of Gaur and Gadadhar there. But Bhaktivinoda Thakur also wrote poems and songs and praise of Gorgadadhar and uh, so we don't find a lot of this worship of Gorgadadhar in, in India, in Gaudiya Sampradaya, we find the Gaur Nityananda, Radha and Krishna, sometimes uh, Krishna and Balaram probably manifest that in a prominent way. Now you see these of Krishna and Balaram popping up everywhere by that influence in, in the modern time. But Gorgadadhar is just, again, it's kind of, what's that all about? <laughs> kind of uh, thing. So, indeed, uh, as uh, the Goswamis never wrote about Gadadhar, really. Uh, they never overtly identified Gadadhar as Radha in any of their writings. Of course, the Goswamis' writings, even about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, are very interesting in that they are more indirect than direct. The Goswamis, I mean Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami, and so forth, who were empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to explain his teachings, to write the, the, the seminal books that all of our other books are centered around and have to be understood in the context of. Hmm? Their translations of the Bhagavatam, their commentaries on the Bhagavatam, which really constitute the entirety of their books, whether it be the Brihat Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Prabhu, the Satsandharvas of, of Jiva Goswami, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Ujbal Nilmani of Rupa Goswami, the Leela Grantas of, of, of these devotees describing the Leelas. These are all ways of explaining what the Bhagavatam is saying, what the feeling of the Bhagavatam is. Hmm? So there their translations, if you will, their perspective on the verses. That's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. Hmm? I was discussing with a fellow in another institution, uh, it's a kind of a Gaudiya institution, um, and uh, and he said to me that uh, he, he wanted to have a, a, a definition of, of bhakti. Hmm? So he went to a particular Bhagavatam verse, and then he's a Sanskritist, so he began to analyze the verse. I said, well, you know, you, you, you would do good to go to Rupa Goswami's verses, which are 
which includes this verse in it, and more. And he defines bhakti, then he defines sadhana bhakti, then he defines bhava bhakti, then he defines defines prema bhakti, bhakti in practice, bhakti in bhakti, bhakti in ecstasy, bhakti in love of God, perfection. And um, he said, "Well, you know, that's the bhakti rasamrita sindhu. That's not that's not shastra. You know, why don't we go directly to the verses of the Bhagavatam themselves?" I said, "Because that's not Gaudiya Vaishnavism. <laughs> Gaudiya Vaishnavism is is not the Bhagavatam, hmm? but the Goswami's interpretation of the Bhagavatam. How the Bhagavatam affected them, what they saw in the Bhagavatam, what they experienced in the Bhagavatam. That's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is." Hmm? Therefore, Saraswati Thakur, it was said about him, If any idea came that was in contradiction to what Rupa Goswami had taught, the founder, in a sense, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, hmm? uh, then he would become, he couldn't tolerate that. He, he wanted to correct and say, no, we should follow it. As Rupa Goswami, yes. So these are... It's funny because that gentleman told me, he said, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's mentioned that the, that the Bhagavatam hmm, is the main book of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. And uh, so therefore, I, I, I don't need the Goswami's books. Hmm. I said, well, apparently you need Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami's book which is the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which you're quoting, which is saying that the Bhagavatam is the main book. <laughs> you understand my point? So you, you need... This is, again, how we began, right? You understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you understand Krishna, you have to understand through Rupa Goswami, through Diva Goswami, through Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, and through those who are faithful to them in the disciplic succession. Whose explanations, while expanding instead of shedding new light, are not a not a different light, <laughs> but more of the same light, if you will, like a flower opening, 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 seeing more and more, not changing it, not inventing something new. And this is what Shastra Yukti means. It means theology means that you take the revelation, and then you're faithful to it, and you explain it in new times and circumstances and so that it stays alive. That's the power of the Guru Parampara to keep it alive and well, hmm? not to change it. Hmm? So, the Goswamis, empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they wrote about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they wrote not much directly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You'll find Pranam to Chaitanya Bhagavan, you know, verse, and then whole Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Similar in the whole um, Ujjwal Nirmani and um, same Satsandharva. There's a couple of couple of astakams, Chaitanya Astakam, Rupa Goswami, a poem, eight verses about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They won't, didn't write at length. Krishna's Kaviraj, of course, he did. He wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita. We find Pindabandas wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavad and so forth. But the Goswamis I'm talking about, they're the real architects 
of the Sampradaya. What we have in Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is Rupa Goswami's experience of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm, that's, what, that's what that book is. He's faithful to that. He studied and the Ganjiva Goswami, right? It's not the Goswami. This is what he's doing. Very faithful rendering of all the teachings of the Goswamis which were put in Sanskrit. Hmm? Sanskrit was the universal religious language of the time. So if you wanted to, if your spiritual doctrine was to have um, acceptability, gain credibility, credence in spiritual circles, then you'd have to have write it in Sanskrit. So they wrote their books in Sanskrit. What Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami did like a, a generation later is took all those Sanskrit teachings and wrote it in Bengali, which is the you know the, more like the local language would speak of today. Even then, people didn't speak Sanskrit fluently unless they were really a scholar. And so he, he, ta- he takes that, puts it in Bengali, and, and brings out Chaitanya Mahaprabhu you know, more directly. But the Goswamis themselves didn't. But what they did, you see, they wrote about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in such a way hmm, that Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, being faithful to that, could m- emphasize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the way that he, he has. Because the Goswamis wrote about directly about Radha and Krishna, hmm? much, much, much more hmm, than they did about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They wrote about Radha and Krishna, however, in such a way that if you really understood what they were saying, you started looking for a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He must be here. Hmm? What they're saying. How? What is the position of Krishna? Hmm? And what is the position of Radha when Krishna fully sees Radha for the first time hmm, and understands her love Then he wants to taste himself from that perspective and this is the genesis of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So if you understand that, you, you start looking for this. There's got to be an answer, in the words, to Krishna's dilemma. How will I taste? How will I repay Radha for her love for me? I'm indebted. I can, even in the day of Brahma, I could not... Hmm? Uh, as I said before, Sanatana Prabhu gives a hint in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, and I've taken it a step further. But Krishna's, Krishna says there in Raspancha Jai, what will I do for every day, once in every day of Brahma? Hmm? Once in every day of Brahma, he's got, you know, a hundred years, so how many days? Once in every day, I will come to the world and be a sadhu. Hmm? It's right there in Bhagavatam. What is that verse? Um he says, that means that Krishna says, you are sadhus, you gopis are sadhus, so you have to be satisfied with, with, with your love, there's nothing better than that. And by stretch, he says, Sanatana gives the lead in, so, I'll become a sadhu, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'll become a sadhu once in every day of Brahma, and I'll make devotees of the gopis. That's what I will do. Try to. What, what, what will I be doing in doing that? I will be telling the world what is their love. What is their, I can't pay them back in kind for their love because they've given so much. Therefore, I will just eternally glorify their love. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course. So, again, if you properly understand, as Krishna Das did, the writings of the Goswamis, then, then 
you'll you'll find yourself in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leela. They did it indirectly, and they did it indirectly for two reasons. You can say one is to really give the foundational kind of basis for who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, which is very very deep. Hmm? And two. And, and, it, and the most compelling evidence for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We can say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is mentioned here, he's mentioned here, he's, this verse describes him. That'll be an interpretation that everybody may not accept in different lineages and so forth. They didn't bother as much with that, listing so many Chaitanyas. This verse means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They went to the core, the psychology of Krishna. Hmm? And they showed, if you understand Krishna properly, well, he's got a problem. Hmm? Trying to understand himself from Radha's perspective, and he has to—he solves all his own problems, you know. So, so he, well, how there has to be a leela to solve that. And this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, this is a really the most substantial evidence hmm, that you could possibly bring to bear for there being a, such a person as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Radha and Krishna, and so forth. Now, of course, he historically appeared in the world, but to identify him as such. Hmm? So this they did. Hmm? And and for this reason, they got like to give the core justification for their their sampradaya, their lineage, their their core support for their position. Number one, and number two, well, you're forming a new sampradaya. So for you to say this guy in Bengal appeared and he's Krishna, uh, you know, it's like okay, uh, you know, uh, so. Uh, you're going to kind of go, in Prabhupada's language, in like a needle and out like a plow. You know, the plow is like this. So when you pull the plow out, like everything comes out. You go in very, so sometimes you have to go in very carefully and then you're inside there. Okay. And then you make your point you know, entirely. And uh, So they're going in like a needle, so to speak, like a laser, really. They're really going in there. And then Krishna Das Kavraj is kind of coming out like a plow with Chaitanya Charitamrita and this whole treatise on, Chait- on who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how he's rather than Krishna and so forth. And the narrative of his pastimes, it's very ex- extraordinary how it work. So this is how the Acharyas, this is Guru Parampara. This is what the kind of new things we should see. I mean, that's a huge one, but this is what you want. This is new life. You know, this is like keeping it alive and and and, uh, and uh, keeping with the message, but revealing more what is, what is its implications and so forth. So, so they then what to speak of? Um, not saying much about Gadadhar or Radha. They didn't even say much about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then we go to Krishna Das, of course, who's saying so much about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he doesn't say it. He never in his book says, Nagarada Pandit is Radha. He never once says it. So, you know, maybe he didn't think that. We shouldn't think that. No. But the Goswamis didn't say so either. So maybe this is an unorthodox doctrine or a heterodox doctrine or something like that, of which there are some about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we should avoid and so forth. But no, no, it's for the reasons I'm explaining, for the reasons of 
beginning of sampradaya and and uh, getting a foothold and so forth. Hmm? You can't tell everything to everybody all at once. Hmm? You have to put things in place, hide them here and there, and then turn the lights on, and you're already there. So <laughs> this is how the preaching works like this. Hmm? People don't know. You're doing something, putting something in his heart, something there. Next thing you know, they're all, honey <laughs> <laughs> So, then it doesn't happen overnight like that. It takes some time. Hmm. So, um, uh, no, we shouldn't think that that this is the heterodox doctrine that Gadadha is, is, is Radha. And then how we resolve this, hmm, that, that Krishna's Kaviraj hasn't said it, um, the Goswamis haven't said it, hmm. Is there anybody to connect them? Yes, there is. That is Srupadamadar. Srupadamadar has said it. He wrote an astakam. And um, he's, he's, he's also been identified, Kadadar as such, by um, Kavi Karnapur and his Gorbanadish Deepika. And, um, and so we, uh, in, the, in, in the position of Srupadamadar is very, Extraordinary in the Leela, and he's in concert with Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami's a follower of Lalita Saki, who served Dhammadar as a manifestation of, and so forth. So you can't be a follower of Lalita Saki and have a different opinion than her, that's for sure. She's very, if you know her nature, you, know, <laughs> you would be convinced about that. So, so, so there, there are other reasons then why Krishnadas didn't come out and make this point overtly. Hmm? One of them perhaps being the fact that in his book he his main emphasis was to make the case that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Radha and Krishna combined. This is his, his main emphasis. And that itself is is quite a theological like head spinner. Hmm? It's quite sweet and charming and profound and compelling when you understand it, but to get your head around it and all takes a little time, takes hearing it you know, a few times and more. Hmm? And so if I'm making the case that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined, hmm? and then if I go off and say, and by the way, Gadadhar is also Radha, then it's like, wait a minute here, you know, I was just trying to wrap my head around this and you got me up. So, you know, you have a strategy when you write a book about how much, how far along you're going to bring somebody. Hmm? And uh, you, you can't say it all, usually, in, 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 in one, one sitting. So this is likely a factor in his um, under kind of emphasis of Gadadhar for sake, again, of emphasizing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. He's Krishna and he's Radha and he's more Radha than Krishna. He's Krishna who becomes Radha. It's very extraordinary. So, um, that that said, of course, um, um, the very fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is pursuing the mood of Radha um, comes into play and and by this I mean the mood of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the mood of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
has to be honored and understood. You cannot worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Krishna entirely, because he's Krishna. But Krishna is playing a flute and, and doing parakya love with the gopis. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he's not doing that. So you have to worship him, serve him according to his own mood. What he's doing. So Radha is there as Gadadhar, but she is honoring what he is there for. Therefore, she is not, Gadadhar is not going to be overtly Radha as she would be in Radha Krishna. Otherwise, that will get in the way of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, is trying to do, which is to imbibe the mood of Radha. If Gadadhar is overtly Radha, then and that's a problem. So she has to be Radha, Gadadhar has to be Radha in a diminished sense. She has to be Radha with her hands out like this, giving herself to Gore. Hmm? And carefully, because this is, this is very uh, powerful drug, this Radha Bhav. If Krishna drinks this, he will pass out. And Krishna is the pers personification of ecstasy. So what is that stuff, that Mahabhav that he wants to taste? She knows what will happen to him. And we see it happening to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's, he's, the ecstasy, the, the contortions and so forth. And his body could not contain it, <coughs> practically. Hmm? But she is there and giving. Hmm? Gadadhar followed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu everywhere. Hmm? In his youth, we followed him like a shadow. And, and he was commissioned to do so by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, Mahaprabhu's mother as well, of course, when one day Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying, where is Krishna, where is Krishna, hmm? in devotion like this. And Gadadhar said, calm down, Krishna is in your heart. Hmm? And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became mad and began to like this, like, tear apart, scratch his chest and try to open it up to get at his heart. And Gadadhar was like, whoa, yeah, and grabbed his hands like this. And then his, his mother saw, because they were young, you know, friends and so forth, so <coughs> over for lunch, and this is what happened. And, and so she said, Gadadhar, you always stay with him, protect my son, you might want to protect him always. So she, he had that blessing also. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to south, went to, went to, no, excuse me, to, went south to, uh, Jagannath Puri, as we're reading in the morning, Gadadha Pandit, of course, came with him. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had taken sannyas, and he was told, it was suggested by his mother, you stay in Jagannath Puri, a holy place, which is close to Navadweep, so we'll hear news about you and so forth. So he agreed to do that. So understanding that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would stay in Jagannath Puri, Gadadha Pandit took a vow to remain a Chaitra sannyas. He became a sannyasi, staying only in Puri, a vow never to leave that place. Hmm? Of course, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left that place to go to Vrindavan. He told, told Gadadhar Pandit, you cannot come. Sorry, you cannot come. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not go to Vrindavan with Radha along with him. Hmm? Because he's going, trying to be in a mood of Radha to find Krishna. Hmm? He couldn't bring Radha with him. Hmm? He had to stay back. He allowed Jagadananda Pandit to go, but he didn't allow Gadadhar Pandit to go. Still Gadadhar broke his vow. He went out beyond the jurisdiction of Puri. As Mahaprabhu went further and further, that Adhar would not return. Then he got stepped outside of the jurisdiction of Puri. His vow had been broken. 
He says, who cares for my vow? My vow, and I took my vow to be with you. <laughs> so if you're going to be somewhere else, I break my vow. He means, it was, a me- it was a measure of his love and conviction. Hmm? And it could not be bound by any law, by any... Mahabrabhu was very pleased with that, but said, but, you know, if you break the rules, then other people won't understand. So you have to go back, set an example for others, and so forth. Hmm? But most of the time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spent in Puri. Gadadha, of course, was there, and, 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 and it was Mahaprabhu who went in the uh, sand there at um, what's now called Todakopinath, and there he uncovered, he dug and dug and dug, and said, look what I've got something. He found a deity of Krishna in the sand. Hmm? He gave the deity to Gadadhar. Hmm? And said, you worship this deity. And a little temple was established there. Hmm? And daily Mahaprabhu would go there and hear the Srimad Bhagavatam recited by Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? This is Radharani explaining the Bhagavatam to Krishna. Hmm? That's the parallel. You can imagine what kind of Bhagavatam classes those were. We heard the other day, of course, and when we celebrated the appearance of Vrindavan Das Thakur, that Vrindavan Das emphasized the fact that Gadadhar Pandit would recite the, the, chap, the Prahlad Charit, the chapters on Prahlad and Dhruva Maharaj and so forth, which deal with lower subjects than some of the ones we're touching on today that are very theologically complex and spiritually elevated. But of course he would speak about them from this vantage point, so you can imagine what, what he drew out of the Prahlad Nishringa uh, Lila and so forth. We, we, we want to go to that Bhagavatam class. Hmm? What do you think? You want to hear about Prahlad Lila from Gadadhar Pandit? No, I'm not interested in the Prahlad Lila. Hmm? I want higher things. You know, to hear about the lower things in the highest way, that will be very useful for us. Hmm? And we'll underscore them in such a way that we'll put them in place and actually then have the capacity to understand higher topics, hmm? which aren't intellectual subject matter, but hmm, they are, they constitute, uh, they require for understanding a change of heart. Hmm? So, Bhagavatam, he would hear Bhagavatam daily from Gadadha Pandit. In, in Navadvipa also in the morning he would hear Pandit after he, before breakfast. He, he would hear, just like Prabhupada gave the schedule in his movement in Iskon years ago, and there would be Mongol Arctic, and there would be the job and bathing, and then someone is cooking and Bhagavatam classes going on. This is the schedule of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's eternal schedule in Navadip. Bhagavatam every morning from Gadadhar Pandit. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. It's that rich, that eternally, forever. And then Abhadweep Gadadhar Pandit is the spokesperson. Hmm. Somebody told me, I don't know, I think that Krishna Leela sounds very exciting, but Gaur Leela sounds kind of boring. You know, they don't have all those Ramadus. And I said, go hear the Bhagavatam of Gadadhar Pandit, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he, he won't be bored, that's for sure. What he will say, wow, will turn your head and change your heart. And, and of course, in Gaur Leela, all the things that can happen in bhakti, happen. They happen, they can happen, means they have happened. This happened, has happened. Once chanting, this happened, means it could happen once. Right person, right environment, bhakti has that potential. It's all happening. This is the sadhaka Siddhabhumi, the land of where siddhas are playing as sadhakas. 
doing a good good job of that. Hmm? So, Kanada Pandit in Puri. Hmm? There, there we find Kanada Pandit becomes more diminished. Hmm? Even. He's gone to Puri with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He, comes, he, he, he gradually goes more and more into the background. Hmm? Hmm? More diminished. And this is why. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was now in a systematic way in Jagannath Puri cultivating the Bhava for Radha. Hmm? This is his later life. Systematically hmm? cultivating hmm? this Bhava of Radha. And as it's coming in him, Godada is receding to the background. He's in the company of Sarup and Roy Ramananda, hmm? close friends of Radha and Krishna Leela. Hmm? Gadada is saying, it's coming in him, I'm going to the background. He would stay at the Totagopinath temple. Hmm? When Mahaprabhu left the world, he entered into the Totagopinath. Hmm? In the Radha Deity, Gadada entered there. Hmm? There's no samadhi for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Samadhi means you take the body and you put it in a tomb, in a place of, of a sacred place. There's no samadhi for two people in Gorlila. Maybe three, but um, maybe four. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gadadha Pandit. They entered the deity and Nityananda Prabhu also. Extraordinary departure. There's no samadhi for maybe a Dvaita also. Good for good reasons if you understand who they are ontologically. So there, what's happening? What is this diminished position of uh, that Vrata uh, that Gadadhar represents? Really, as I say, he is getting out of the way, so to speak, and helping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu attain his ideal. Hmm? And this way he's in the background, but he's making it possible for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to attain what he came to attain. He could not have attained what he came to attain without the help of Gadadhar Pandit, without the willingness of Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? Hmm? So, this is Radharani in extreme dedication to the purpose of Krishna, given his particular mood and a particular purpose in his particular leela. So she shows up in a particular way, not in the typical "Here I am, I'm Radha, and I'm like this," and showing the mom, you know, and upset with Krishna at times and so forth. No, indeed, in Puri, yeah, I said it, even in Navadvip, he said a very timid and shy nature. Hmm? In Puri, he's characterized uh, as by Krishna's Kaviras Goswami described like like Rukmini. Rukmini is the opposite mood of Radha, very timid, shy, and uh, Radha's challenging in her love. We don't find this in Gadadhar Pandit, hmm? Hmm. but we do find the mood of Lalita Saki. We do find the mood of Rukmini. What does that mean? to the significance of this. Hmm? Radha is the Swayam Shakti, so all these moods are in her. The fact that she could show these slightly diminished moods, similar to hers, but diminished of, of Rukmini, of Balita, means that Gadadha is, is the Swayam Shakti. He's Radha. Hmm? 
But the main uh, sense of himself was Bob. He's giving this to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and carefully helping him in this, assisting him in this. So, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to be, it's only possible because of Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? So, you know, Jai Gaur, Jai Gadai, Gaur Gadadhar. He's like, he's like the, the, the personification of the perfection of Prema Dharma. It's said in the Bhagavatam, Sangsidhir Haritoshanam. Hmm? The perfection, Sangsidhi, of Dharma is Haritoshanam, the pleasure of Hari. Sangsidhi Gaur Haritoshanam. This is what we find Varadhar is, the very personification of the, of, the, of, of tendering to the pleasure of Gore Krishna. Hmm? You understand? He's Krishna, but in the particular mood. So, so Gadadhar will show him, Radha will be there, but look somewhat differently than you would expect. Hmm? But the this, this serving spirit that she embodies, hmm? she has no not an ounce of wanting to enjoy. Hmm? Calm is, lust is characterized by wanting to satisfy one's own senses and praying by wanting to satisfy Krishna's senses. She's the personification of that. Mm. It's completely selfless. And it very much shows, it shows up indirectly in the Vrindavan Leela because she's, she appears to be upset with him at times. But if you study that very carefully, you see, oh, she's, it's all in a complete selfless and serving mood. But in Ganada, it's very prominent, that aspect, which is the main aspect of Radha. Hmm? That's why when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in the last verse of Chikshastakam, as I said, he stepped into Radha's bhava, and the words are Radha's own words. Asli shiva padratam panastamam adarshanam amahatam kurotuva What part of Radha is being shown? Hmm? Not the moods of hers that might be misconstrued hmm, by one who hasn't heard properly, but the, the, the center, really, the core of what she's about. Hmm? Absolute and complete dedication to the senses of Krishna, selfless in every respect. Hmm? This is what that last verse speaks, this is the core. And this is what was, is fully exhibited in Ganadhar Pandit. Hmm? So he is fully Radha hmm? in an apparent diminished position, but the diminished position hmm, is showcasing the core of what Radha is about. You see, Radha is both the deity and ideal of devotion, exemplifying the ideal of devotion. Hmm? So Radha appears less like the deity, but more like the very personification of the ideal of devotion, completely completely selfless, selfless and sacrificing and, and giving himself. And So he's empty, like a shadow only. Hmm? But this is all in the context of making it possible for Krishna to realize what he came to realize, without which it would not have been possible. Therefore we say, as we begin, that Gadadhar Pandit is the most important person in Chaitanya Lila because no one assisted him more than Radha. And who could? Because it's Radha's Bhav that he wants. So he, has to, he has to get her cooperation. Hmm? I mean, sometimes he said he stole it, but... Not quite. He tried to steal it, but 
he had to get permission. Any question? Yes. Does the name Gadadhar have any significance for us? I never thought about that. It means Gadadhar. It just means who bears the. It's a name for Vishnu. Hmm. Bears the mace. Gadadhar. Dhar. Who carries the club. I guess she's beating Krishna over the head sometimes. <laughs> Something like that. But not in not as Gadadhar. <laughs> doesn't show that. As Radha, she shows that. What else? This is Gadadhar. Um, like a. Uh, he's guru in any instance? Yeah, he's teaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Bhagavatam. Hmm? Right? He's teaching him how to, how to, how to do what he wants to do. Hmm? I mean, he's not like doing it out of a book, but he's, it said Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, Krishna wanted to taste the Bhava of Radha. Radha knew that's going to be a problem, so she had to be there catch him when he falls. Hmm? So, yeah, he's very much uh, in his hands, so to speak. But again, he plays this diminished in the background role. The more in the background, this is the, this is the secret, the more in the foreground we become. So yeah, try to start out like that. We'll bring back to that point how it may apply to us in our beginning life, <laughs> something like that. Das, das, anudas, self-sacrificing, giving, serving. This has to come into, into place, replacing our enjoying ego. Chi gorgadadhar ki jai, gorgadamadava ki jai, gorgadamadava ki jai, gorgadamadava ki jai, gorgadamadava ki jai,